Joining me now, Bill English. You can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com. Bill, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Good, Um, good. So let's talk about personal renewal. Yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) Well, it's unusual for for someone to just come right out and, and, and say, hey, you know what, I've recognized this about myself, and so, you know, let's, uh, let's talk about what we tend to avoid talking about, which are our, our own spiritual practices, sometimes our spirit, the deficiencies in our spiritual practices and our need to renew those um, frequently. So you're, you're willing to talk about it. So I'm just opening the yeah. door. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. You know, part of this connects back to your to your lead in there at the top of the hour. Um, my heart went out to those people that you were talking about. Um, a, a little, and I'll I'll connect those dots here in just a moment. The this came because I and I, I'm continuing to write my book. I, I don't talk about that much, but um, I'm at my fourth year of writing this very difficult book on what the Bible has to say about owning a business, and. Um, I, I was in chapter three, which is part of the freedom from bondage of sin piece section, I should say, and how righteousness can satisfy us and how righteousness can meet our needs as we look to replace sinful behaviors with righteous behaviors. And I, I'm the type of guy, Carmen, that I'm not going to publish a book if I can't live it out. If, if I can't live this book, I'm not going to publish it. I'm not even going to send out the manuscripts for review. And and Lord really tapped me on the shoulder last week when I was writing uh, about uh, the the part of the Beatitudes where um, Christ says, uh, you know, if you if you uh, hunger and thirst for righteousness, you'll be satisfied. And the context there was probably if we have addictive behaviors or when we sin, in part it's because we're not satisfied with something. We have an urge and we're trying to medicate it. We have an urge and we're trying to get satisfaction. And the only place I can find in Scripture where it says, hey, you know, if you do A, you're going to be content. If you do this, you're going to be satisfied. And guess what it is? It's hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And I had to admit to myself, you know, I'm not good at this. Mm. And, and, and there are times, Carmen, I, I got to tell you, there are times when I, if I was honest with myself, I define righteousness living righteously as simply the absence of sin rather mm-hmm. than rather than the pursuit of God, right? And and having a, a deep desire built into me. And I, I had to uh, pray and say, God, I, I honestly don't know what the, what this really means. And I don't know how to do this. I, I'm like the centurion, help my own belief, right? And, um, and so that was that was what's been on my mind and my heart for the last week. Um, and that also uh, was reinforced to me, ironically, through uh, I was, I was uh, producing a, a video for my Bible and Business YouTube channel on uh, a leadership lesson from the life of David out of 1, Kings, or 1 Samuel 16. And when God asked Samuel to go to, um, to go to Bethlehem and Jesse's house and anoint David, Samuel's first response is, wait a minute, Saul's going to kill me. He's going to hear about this, and he's going to kill me. And here you have probably one of the most mature, seasoned uh, uh, high priests that Israel ever had who walks closely with God, getting rattled by the risk that is sitting in front of him, the very real risk. Now, God gives him a way out of that. 
Uh, but I took comfort in that, knowing that even seasoned, mature leaders can be rattled by significant ministry or, or significant risks. And uh, when we are not hungering and thirsting for righteousness, we're not walking close with God, we're going to be rattled by risks. We're going to take on risks that are given, that are driven out of our selfish ambition rather than being led by God to take those risks. And uh, I was... I, I was convicted that in order to be really the leader that God wants me to be, to be the uh, both in business and in my church, I have to really up my game on pursuing Him and pursuing this whole hungering and thirsting of righteousness. And so actually when Paul emailed me, as he does on Tuesday mornings, and he says, hey, what do you want to talk about tomorrow? Uh, this was what was on my mind. And so that's why I responded the way I did. Psalm 42, 1, uh, like, seems to call out, you know, like, as the deer pants for streams of water, so, um, right, so my soul pants for God. That's that unending thirst. Um, yeah. Not only for righteousness as maybe defined in the world as, like, moral correctness or moral rightness, but righteousness as defined in the New Testament, as um, as that which is only uh, arrived at because Christ achieves it, and then God gives it to us uh, when we come to Him in Christ. Like I, I, I have no righteousness of my own, and the moment that I imagine I have a righteousness of my own, I have become um, self righteous and therefore completely unrighteous. Like I, so. I do think the righteousness conversation is a really, really healthy one for us to have. Um, uh, I can tell you, we have a number of, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I can say this. There's a number of self-righteous listeners to this program because they communicate a lot. Um, and, and, the, and the way that they sling their own personal, moral, uh, morally superior arrows at, at my guests um, is sometimes astounding to me. And so this is something that we are all dealing with, not just Bill. And so, Bill, I think that we are um, we're having a, an, a very important conversation um, that's applicable to every single one of us. And it is about the need for us to hunger and thirst in reality, not 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 just in, you know, rattling off the Beatitudes, but to genuinely hunger and thirst for righteousness and what does that mean and look like uh, in in a redeemed life. So Bill English and I are going to continue this conversation in just a moment. You can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com. We'll be right back. Returning to my conversation with Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com. Um, Bill, let's just continue talking about godliness and our yeah. pursuit of God. When you think about pursuing yeah. God, let's just talk about some practical ways that you pursue God. You know, um, the way that I do it, and I'm not saying this is the cat's meow here, but uh, the way that I do it is I'm kind of anti-cat. Uh, are you just really? As a, just as a side item, I'm 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 I've met one cat in my entire life that I esteemed. Oh, and I know I know. So I'm just letting you know. I, the cat's you know, meow you know, gets gets me nowhere. The uh, 
uh, Gary sleeps with me um, most nights. <laughs> Our cat's name. That's is such Gary. a dangerous quote. That's such a dangerous <laughs> quote to have out there now, like recorded. Oh, no. And I know uh, pull pull quote. Yeah, I know. So okay, Gary is your cat. This should Gary just you should cat. have led into this with Gary is our cat. Yeah, no. It's all right. All right. Cat. Cats meow. This may not be the cat's meow, but I just, one I, of your spiritual practices is to pray when God prompts me. Mm. And uh, and I find that he prompts me uh, throughout the day. And these are not, you know, 20 minute prayer sessions. These are usually a couple of sometimes just a couple of seconds up to maybe 30 seconds or a minute. And I often ask, well, what do you want me to pray about? And I hear right away. And then I pray about that. And uh, but in uh, in this last week, what I've been asking God to do is please disclose yourself to me. John 15, right? If we if we if we obey his commands, he will come to us and he will make his home with us and he will disclose himself to us. That's the Bill English paraphrase. And uh, I'm asking God to really disclose himself to me in a way that I've never had before. Part of that, Carmen, is because of my leadership roles and because of my strong belief that um, uh, stewardship, to be a good Christian steward, is not a transactional relationship. You have to ha- have to understand the heart of the master and his intentions or her intentions. Um, but I hear we're talking about God, so it's his intentions if, uh, if you're going to represent him well and steward what he has given you well. You have to understand his heart. And I, and I really connect the dot of hungering and thirsting for righteousness and letting God help me take significant risks and, and uh, getting close to the heart of God so that I can steward and lead in the way that points others to him and accomplishes more for his business, or not business, but his kingdom. And uh, this has just been a huge, um, I mean, these are common things, but it's really mm. having a new effect on me. Um, I don't think they're common. I I wouldn't use that term. Um, You know, they may not be new, right? Nothing new under the sun. In fact, this this entire conversation about craving and desiring God and um, and there I would point to Solomon's own uh, own desire um, to know God. That's what this is about. This is about the pursuit of God and how we pursue God, and we never grow weary of that pursuit because it becomes our craving, right? Though the world would very much uh, have us crave many other things, including self-righteousness, including including a sense of moral superiority, which is the way the world often defines righteousness. Um, And what you're talking about is a a renewed, reawakened, um, I mean, this is this is something that we have to return to moment by yes. moment, day by day, yes. week by week, month by month, year by year, season of life by season of life, because we do become distracted by the cravings of this world. The Bible deals a lot with cravings. And um, and what we're talking about today is do I crave do I crave God um, and, and his righteousness? Yeah. And, and trust that everything else will be added unto me. I mean, that's Jesus's promise. But that's where you find satisfaction. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. the only place where God absolutely. says, if you do this, you're going to be content. If you do this, you're going to be satisfied. Uh, I remember Steve Loopstra, who used to run prayer transformation ministries, he would put it this way. He would say, are we desperate for God? 
That was his phrase. Are we desperate for God? And I, I was walking into Menards with my wife on, on Saturday, and I just said, you know, is God really With enough? your mask on. Uh, no, I'm not, sure with not your... outside. No, I put it on once I got in. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> but I do. That's I, I have to make, I have to make periodic public service announcements, like just every once in a while for the good of us all. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, mask up, please. It's the right thing to do. We're not um, wearing but... masks now or we'd be all muffled. Well, yeah, but we're also alone in our own studios. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of miles apart. I know. Thousands like, of right? miles apart. Radio but, is yeah. great during, by the way, during... Oh, yeah. Oh, Paul wants me to assure everyone I'm only 800 miles away. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, but, he's like, you know... 800 constant... miles as the crow flies, yes. Nice, nice. But we could talk about crows one day. I, 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 well, want, I want to connect one other dot in, in, from your lead-in about the, about the people who are committing suicide, about the people mm. who are being lonely and all that. I just want to suggest, as crazy as this sounds, that if you draw close to God and you learn to really find your satisfaction and contentment in God, that you will find that He is enough. And at least some, now we're psychosocial beings, I get that, but some of your loneliness and some of your pain is going to go away because he has promised satisfaction in these ways. That uh, is certainly my own experience. And um, and I also know that apart from him, it's just desperation. And so, uh, you know, if you're if you are lonely today and you are experiencing um, depression and loneliness. Bill and yeah. I want to come as a brother and sister in Christ and and offer you what has satisfied our souls, and that is Jesus. And we yes. want to invite you to consider him this day. Um, consider Jesus. Call out to him. Cry out to him. Open uh, God's <laughs> word. Um, hunger and thirst for for God. Um, Bill and I are desperate for him. And, uh, and we want to share that which has satisfied our souls with you, and that is Jesus Christ. Bill, um, the, we've got listeners thanking you for your transparency um, and your honesty this morning. So let me just echo that. And thank you, as always, for joining us on Mornings with Carmen. Hey, it's great to be on the air with you. Thank you, Carmen. Give, give Gary a uh, scratch behind the ears. I will. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> 